0: Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show.
1: Hello, and welcome to the show. Please come inside. We've got a lot of things to uh, to get to today, including uh, Joe Biden over there in uh, Ukraine, and then on to Poland, where now he says he wishes he was Polish when he was a kid. So uh, he uh, apparently was uh, wanted to be Filipino. He's the truck driver. Or this pub. So late, now he's saying that uh, he was around a lot of Polish people when he grew up, so he, he wishes he could have been Polish. So there's uh, <laughs> there's that. We've got a lot of things uh, to cover with regard to his address there, Donald Trump's response to it. And I, I've heard a rumor, I may be wrong, but it looks like the Nobel Peace Prize Committee may be considering Joe Biden's nomination for his efforts to support the war in Ukraine. I'm just saying, if it, if it sounds... Uh, uh, you know, maybe reasonably suspicious. Uh, chances are they're considering it because that's how they operate at the uh, the Nobel Peace Prize. I think uh, didn't uh, uh, Barack Obama got it for doing nothing? He'd been in office for about three days. <laughs> he got the Nobel Peace Prize, so it wouldn't surprise me that the uh, the people at the Nobel Peace Prize might consider uh, Joe Biden and Vladimir Zelensky uh, peace prize winners for waging a war against Russia, uh, and of course it's a de facto war with the united states it's cost us about 112 billion dollars so far and then joe biden of course was in uh, in ukraine promising another half a billion which i mean why even mention a half a billion dollars when you're spending uh 120 billion or 112 billion i mean a half billion dollars really honestly i was thinking about that because uh, east palestine ohio or al palestine i got somebody wrote me yesterday I grew up in East Palestine. It's Palestine, Stein, not Palestine. I'm like, well, you know, I, I'm not from there. I, so, I, you know, everybody's calling it Palestine. So I don't know. I don't know. I know that in Missouri, if you're from Missouri, the state, and the southern part of the state, it's Missouri. And if you're an outsider moving in, it's Missouri. I know that if you live in Nevada, it's Nevada. And if you're outside of Nevada, it's Nevada. So, you know, I don't even know what to say about East Palestine. I'm going to go with Palestine for now. It's just, sorry, it's just what I'm going to do for now. But I thought it was kind of funny yesterday. Joe Biden uh, flies over, lands in Poland, takes a train... To Kiev, which used to be called Kiev, and as I mentioned yesterday, chicken Kiev very popular at wedding receptions and uh, retirement party gatherings that are catered, and uh, they've changed a little bit. It's a burnout shell of a chicken stuffed with American cash dollars or uh, uh, cash tax dollars. Um, but Joe Biden's walk-on music yesterday. Okay, normally when a head of state is there, it's going to be their national anthem. It's going to be the national anthem of the country. The dread is going to be some sort of a pomp and circumstance kind of, not like. You You know, prompt circumstance, that's a graduation uh, theme. But but like that, you know, a big uh, brass band number and everything. But yesterday, Joe Biden's walk-on music was Air Raid Sirens. Literally, they had planned... Air raid sirens for his walk-on music. Uh, even CNN was a little uh, a little perplexed by why, because there
2: haven't been any air raid sirens in Kiev for months. Um, I've been here for the past five days. I have not heard any explosions. I have not heard any air sirens until about half an hour ago, right when uh, President Biden Weird. was in the center of Kiev, as was was just mentioning
1: yeah yeah and then i got to thinking about that i thought maybe if they really wanted to introduce joe biden in a uh uh, a country where we are uh, actually paying for a de facto war with russia this would be more appropriate By Black Sabbath, by the way! So I think it would be uh, much more appropriate for Joe Biden to be introduced with uh, uh, Black Sabbath's uh, War Pigs from 1969. Uh, one of the first songs that I ever heard as a toddler. I'd sneak into my sister's room and listen to it on her cost headphones and hear uh, War Pigs. And I always thought that it was the ruminations of 20 something men who had little life experience. If you listen to the, the lyrics of the song, a General generals gathered in their uh, masses, just like witches in black masses, evil minds at plot destruction. Uh, sorcerers of desk construction in the fields of body burn, and it goes on and it goes on, and it's about uh, essentially the uh, the, uh, the military-industrial complex and uh, using men as young men as cannon fodder. And I kind of went, huh? And particularly the last few months in the fa- past couple years, I've uh, I've quoted that song because uh, there are some times and there's a line in the song uh, where uh, uh, you know standing above uh, Satan is standing above the uh, the the bodies and the battle and the burning hulks of tanks and whatnot. And the, uh, he, the line is Satan laughing spreads his wings. Uh, and so that I think would make a little bit more uh, I think it'd make a little bit more sense to uh, to use uh, Black Sabbath war pigs as a uh, joe biden's introduction Hello. plus the song's really good it kind of rocks you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay so anyway joe biden did do a speech yesterday he stumbled and doubled his uh, or bumbled and stumbled his way through it kind of like i did that line just there uh here is joe biden yesterday talking to uh the people of ukraine
3: we build a coalition of nations from the Atlantic to the Pacific. NATO to the in the Atlantic, Japan in the Pacific. I mean, across the across the world.
1: Yeah, wasn't the uh, NATO created when uh, the Soviet Union was established, and shouldn't it have gone away after that? I think maybe. You know, that's just me. But Joe Biden, of course, whenever he's out and about, he has to create something that's, uh, I guess, relatable to the people. Like he went to a truck factory and he said he drove a truck and he never did. Uh, you know, he said he was Filipino because there was Filipinos. I think he said he was black once because he worked at a lifeguard at a black swimming pool. But yesterday when he was Poland, he said that uh, he loved being Polish so much or loved the Polish people so much he wanted to put, uh, you know, S-K-I on the end of his name so it would have been Bytinski. I was uh, born in a coal
3: town of Scranton, Pennsylvania, northeastern Pennsylvania.
1: Okay, now, uh, for those of you who uh, maybe went and visited... relatives in a nursing home and and as a child you know you're eight or ten years old and you got to sit there we used to go over to my aunt blanche's actually not the nursing home but to the uh her house where all of the furniture was covered with plastic and she'd have this bowl of candy and it was that ribbon candy hard candy that was shaped in a ribbon and then there was like these strawberry there and it was awful it was the worst candy ever and you'd sit there and you'd go oh here she goes again. She's going to tell us about the basketball size ovarian tumor she had taken out. Oh, my God. And then she's going to tell, well, that's what we do when Joe Biden talks.
3: In an Irish Catholic neighborhood then when coal died we moved down to delaware
1: when the be- coal died there and uh, it, it almost sounds like uh bruce springsteen now if you listen to bruce springsteen when uh, when the iron mills left and then he started writing songs about called claymont delaware yeah
3: which was a working class town and uh but everybody in town was either polish or italian yeah. i grew up feeling self-conscious my name didn't end in s-k-i or, or no. Uh, But all kidding aside, the connection between, I was telling the the president, the pride, the overwhelming, demonstrable pride that the Polish-Americans feel about Poland and the role you're playing now. We were talking about it. It's extreme. Yeah, It is.
1: Yeah, I wanted to add uh, S-K-I to the end of his name. I think that uh, he could still use the S-K-I suffix because he's a botinsky. How about that? How about, okay, maybe that wasn't worth the wait. Um, Before he left, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, I I never thought I would say I'm on the same side as Code Pink on something. (laughs) Code Pink. Code Pink. So Joe Biden's out to dinner with, I don't know if it was Jill or whatever. He's sitting over in the corner of this uh, bistro, and he's got people hanging around and, you know, no media there, whatever. And Code Pink decided to approach him. About uh, about the war in Ukraine. Now, of course, we know that Code Pink came around when Joe, uh, when uh, when uh, George W. Bush uh, declared war on Iran, and then we went into Afghanistan and all that stuff. But uh, they are a little upset, but they are very polite. By the way, with Joe Biden, whereas with uh, Republican presidents, uh, not so much. There's a lot of F-bombs. There's a lot of this. There's a lot of that. But here, uh, here is uh, Joe Biden at this bistro, whatever it's called. Maybe it's Butinsky's Bistro, uh, sitting in the corner when Code Pink decides to confront him very politely about his uh, 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 pro-de uh, facto war against Russia.
3: President Biden, I hate to bother you. We need to end this war in Ukraine. We need to push the negotiations. I hate to bother you, but people are dying. And we need to end and lift the blockade in Cuba. Please, Cuba. We're going get some breadsticks
2: over here. we I get
1: some more breadsticks over here.
3: I, I hate bother to bother you. I you. We leave, but I hope that I we push for peace talks and negotiations yeah, and take, take Cuba please. off the state's sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. Can you can tear you it her? Her restaurant right
1: now there, there you go. So they were chased out of uh, out of the restaurant where Joe Batinski was uh, having dinner before he flew over to uh, to Ukraine and then to uh, Poland where he said he was so proud of being. You know, you want to hear something, well, I don't know if it's very interesting, but it's kind of uh kind of wild uh when i was born the uh, uh my first adopted father who left me at age 7 his last name was kalkowski so i'd say i have a closer uh, i'd say i have a closer relationship with the polish american community than joe biden Could you imagine the Kalkowski, Rob Kalkowski Show. That doesn't roll off the tongue very well, does it, the old Rob Kalkowski Show. But, uh, yeah, it was the, uh, the Rob Kalkowski. That was my, uh, that was my original uh, name. And, uh, fortunately, it changed, but I still use the name Carson, which isn't my name. I don't know. It kind of makes that sense. Um, it, it is kind of funny, though, and, and we'll get into the next segment, all of the gushing. From the mainstream media about uh, Joe Biden going to Ukraine and uh, and fighting a de facto war with Russia that could you know end up being uh, you know putting us in World War Three, uh, it looks like uh, Vladimir Putin is pulling out of the last U.S. Russia. Uh, arms uh, treaty as far as nuclear weapons are concerned and, and then oh yeah and then Iran is on the cusp of uh, making nukes they uh, have enriched uranium to 84% purity I- inspectors from the UN atomic agency discovered uranium enriched to 84% in Iran closer than ever to weapon grade materials and uh, apparently they've only been able to get to 60% and 90% is needed to produce the uh, weapons and the international atomic energy inspectors are trying to determine whether Tehran deliberately made the move or it was an unintended accumulation within the network of pipes connecting the hundreds of fast-spinning centrifuges used to separate the isotopes. So it might have been an abs- a mistake. Iran never wanted to uh, to uh, have nuclear weapons, right? Actually, if you believe that, you're an idiot. So, uh, yeah, it looks like Iran's getting ready to have a nuke and uh, all of the uh, self-hating Democrat Uh, Members of the Jewish faith in Israel uh, might get a little real for him here, knowing that Iran has a uh, and will have a nuclear weapon if they haven't already. So uh, all of that is coming up on the show. Here's the number, guys. It is 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show.
0: Proud to serve as the iceberg to the SS Titanic every
3: day, it's The Rob Carson Show.
1: To use uh, walk on music of uh, uh, air raid sirens when Joe Biden is introduced in Kyiv, might as well just do this. Why not? Because I gotta tell you, this, this uh, other walk on music, yeah, listen to that, it's just kind of boring. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Black Sabbath sounds a lot better. To be quite honest, <music> plus the song is called War Pigs. So I mean, I mean, whatever. For what it's worth, 33% of uh, likely U.S. voters think the country's headed in the right direction. <laughs> This is, I guess, a big improvement. Uh, Rasmussen reports that only 61% of us think the country is going in the wrong direction, with 6% unsure how they felt because they're completely unplugged. You know, I don't know. But the other day, and I'm not saying my wife is one of these clueless types, but but it was kind of telling that I said to her, "The I said, did you hear about Don Lemon? And she goes, who's Don Lemon? <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, anyway, the survey was taken uh, online. 1,500 respondents the weekend of uh, February the 16th. Uh, at the same point a year ago, 29% of respondents said the U.S. was headed in the right direction, while 66% said it was going in the wrong track. So I, that's down to only... Two-thirds of us thinking that the country is going in the wrong direction. Uh, and then also, by the way, uh, as far as the Chinese spy balloon is concerned that traveled across the uh, United States, Trafalgar and Convention of States revealed that 64% said the crisis was mish- mishandled or that the crisis should have been dealt with sooner, while only 36% said the Biden administration appropriately handled the crisis. Another 60% said President Biden should have taken quicker action to shoot down the Chinese spy balloon before it even entered U.S. airspace, which shows that about 60% of the American population is smarter than any of the morons who are in the swamp in Washington, D.C. So Joe Biden is over in uh, in uh, Poland after going to Ukraine said he wanted to add a ski to the end of his name when he grew up because he was surrounded with Polish immigrants and he went on to meet President Duda Duda Oh Duda day and they talked about stuff I guess you know like War and stuff, and um, and David Muir of ABC. Uh, that you did you hear? This was almost uh, Rush Limbaugh used to have this thing he called a Gorbasm when the media believed that uh, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, the former leader of the Soviet Union as it fell. Uh, and and uh, people got all excited because he was bringing in Perestroika and Glasnov, which was this uh, Glasnost allowed uh, the, uh, the people of Russia to get toilet paper, you know, a couple of little freedoms. And then, of course, uh, the fall of Russia was precipitated by the trifecta of uh, Pope John Paul II, Ronald Reagan, and Margaret Thatcher. Oh, and he might throw in Lech Walesa there from Poland. I, I know these things because I was alive and they don't teach it in school anymore so i'll just share my
4: experience
1: anyway so the gorbasm has been replaced by the uh by the Cranebasm, I guess. Cranebasm or something. Anyway, here's David Muir slobbering all over Joe Biden, going to Ukraine and missing uh, East Palestine, Illinois or Ohio and the uh, crisis of the southern border.
4: We begin tonight with President Biden's secret and historic trip into Ukraine, a daring act by a sitting president visiting a war zone and one where no American troops are serving. The journey planned in secrecy and unannounced, playing out in the overnight hours. And it comes just as the world is set to witness Historic. the one-year anniversary Historic. of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, you know, I guess it's a big deal because, at least for now, our troops aren't cannon fodder. Just a whole lot of Ukrainian and Russian troops being uh, cannon fodder uh, in, a, in a, a war that uh, we're, we're spending more than Russia spends on their annual defense budget to fight, uh, to fight Russia. So anyway, uh, here is CNN. It gets, it gets pretty sloppy. You might want to, I don't know. You might want to put out uh, like one of those, uh, lobster bibs on for this. Cause it is really sloppy as our resident historian here place this in the context in the pantheon of presidential
4: visits to war zones. Presidents have visited Iraq.
1: He's a pantheon. He's in the pantheon. in Afghanistan in recent years. (laughs) Pantheon. But those were U.S. wars. Keep your pantheon. This is a Ukrainian war. No U.S. military presence on the ground. How significant?
0: It's extremely significant. The United States is wedded more to the Ukraine than ever before. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I go back to history and think of Roosevelt and Churchill. Oh,
1: dear God in heaven.
0: When FDR had to sneak off in the dead of night, even had a body double at one point to... First, meet Winston Churchill off the coast of Newfoundland. And then, of course, he had all those World War II meetings between Churchill.
1: Newfoundland. He's a resident historian, and he can't pronounce the name of the country.
0: Uh, It's worth, I mean, mentioning
2: Churchill. is. Oh,
1: you know he's going to get a Nobel Prize nomination, if not the actual prize. The Peace Prize for a War. That'll happen. A little bit more sycophantic praise than uh, Donald Trump. Uh, has the media and the Democrat Party for lunch. We'll get to that. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. European American Armory Corp, or EAA Corp, is specialized in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably-priced firearms to the U.S. since 1990. You can choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. EAA's 1911 series comes in compact carry or full-size in three popular calibers— If you're a first-time gun owner, EAA Corps' all-in-one 9mm MC9 Striker Fire Pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes the mc 312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There is a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today at EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you have always wanted and save yourself a lot of hard-earned money. Visit EAA Corp.com. That's EAA Corp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer.
0: His pronouns are he and man. His adjectives are awesome and excellent. And his interjections are hell and yeah. It's the Rob Carson Show.
1: There's a lot of uh, talk about uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene saying that we needed a national divorce. And everybody's saying that it's Civil War, Civil War, Civil War. And I said online yesterday that we are already going through that right now. We're starting to live in separate houses. People are leaving California. They're leaving New York. They're leaving Illinois. Hellanoi, hell on earth. Sorry, I always screw those up. Uh, I lived there for six months. Thank you, God, for getting me out of Illinois. Nothing against... You know, Illinois, it's just the leadership of Illinois. It's terrible. you got a uh, toad as the governor, J.B. Pritzker, who bought an election, and uh, and a terrible, terrible, I mean, the worst mayor ever in Chicago. So we've already got that going. And I'm going to say that uh, I think I would be down with it, to be quiet. Not a civil war, but as far as uh, a divorce. Um, and I think in this case we wouldn't even fight over – some things like you can have california it'll be like you can have the beach house you can have new york take new york have it i I don't care honestly take new york take california take illinois uh take uh take um uh, maybe washington state um there's a couple places you know just take them honestly there's nothing we can do to fix them they're going to be perpetually doing face plants uh, as far as policy but we're going to we're going to fight over the kids Because uh, Democrats on the left have done a really good job of really, really destroying our kids. So we definitely want custody of the kids. But you can have California and you can certainly have New York. This is new from Jim Gossett featuring the leader of Russia. My name's
0: Vladimir and my message is clear to Ukraine.
1: Jim Gossett. Russia wants to expand and pick up more land in Ukraine. Joe Biden's gonna get a Nobel Peace Prize for this war. Biden's big, he can't speak. Things are bleak <laughs>
0: in Ukraine. Ukraine. Before invasion, Hunter Biden called me and said, Hey Vlad, before you go in, can Dad and I get all our money out? Come on,
1: man. <laughs> Joe Biden's right there, as if I could care. Ukraine. Exactly what he sounds like by the way. Sure threaten me, the man must be insane. (laughs) Empty threat you can bet not done yet. In Ukraine! Yet. Not done yet. There you go. That is uh, brand new from Jim Gossett. Uh, And by the way, the uh, the slobber fest continued yesterday with Joe Biden's historic visit to uh, Ukraine, where we've spent more than the Russian annual budget on defense uh, in a a de facto war with Russia. But here is uh, Rick Stengel of uh, MSNBC uh, with the slobbering love fest continued.
2: Chris, I think it's historic. Uh, it's like when JFK went to Berlin in
1: 1963. Wow, this is vomitous, isn't it?
2: Ronald Reagan went to West Berlin in 1987 and said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear, tear down this wall.
1: Oh, God, no. He's he's not actually going to compare Ronald Reagan's tear down this wall speech to Joe Biden. Go, Yes, he is.
2: It sent a powerful message, a powerful message to Moscow that we are there to, to stay. A powerful message to our... There is
1: nothing more powerful than an infirmed 80-year-old man who can barely put out a sentence and frequently falls upstairs to really send a powerful message to our enemies.
2: European NATO allies that were there, that an American president went into a war zone without American troops on the ground. I think it's powerful without and,
1: American troops on the ground.
2: <laughs> and, um, and I think we do have to stay the course. Oh, um, it's not just symbolism, it's actions. And when he's going to Poland, and it's a lot he's of supporting money. a NATO ally that hosts more Ukrainian refugees than any other country, several million. And the, the polls have been incredibly generous. And I think the American people need to be generous back.
1: So, Mike, I was reading an article written before. Um I think the American people have been more than bloody, generous, don't you? The, he's, did you hear what he's the American people need to be generous right back. Yesterday, Joe Biden literally day before said that we needed to cover their pensions of the people of Ukraine so they can have money in their pocket. Meanwhile, He's done nothing for the people of East Palestine. And by the way, in East Palestine, you can buy a house for $90,000. Yesterday, Joe Biden uh, uh, pledged another $500 million. If you just rounded up the population of New Palestine to 5,000, you divide that. I'm just doing some rudimentary back. Uh, I, I came up with about... 120K per person, which would more than uh, buy them new homes, get them out of uh, East Palestine and move them into new homes. But you see what? We never think about spending that kind of money on people in crisis in the United States. Uh, And we just look, and honestly, and I said yesterday, uh, there could be no better metaphor. For what Washington, D.C.'s priorities are and for how little they care about you and me. This is what I've been saying. It's this uh, let them eat cake liberals, which I coined about 15 years ago when Barack Obama was the president. And uh, and here we are, uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, people move to Washington, D.C. to spend their entire lives telling us how to live ours. They live high on the hog. They channel our money to their pet causes and their cronies and, you know, any one of a number of different big industries, particularly big pharma, and, and now into a war effort that a good share of the American people do not support. And while there is crisis in our country, while 108,000 people – Uh, died of overdoses last year, 70-plus percent of fentanyl coming in from China, poisoning, poisoning our people. Joe Biden, for two years, didn't even say the F word, fentanyl, until his State of the Union address. And then uh, he didn't send FEMA to East Palestine until donald trump said he was going to east palestine which is where donald trump is going to uh, tomorrow i guess i know it's uh, it's pretty remarkable so i think as far as msnbc we've been more than bloody generous uh with our money and maybe it's time we started spending it on the people it's meant for and that's the people of the united states in need i mean last year joe biden His administration, the DOD, put out a video for our troops showing them how to get food stamps. Okay? So tell me there's no better metaphor for what's wrong with the swamp dwellers in D.C. and how they treat you and me. Here is uh, Donald Trump talking about uh, Joe Biden uh, skipping over East Palestine and going to Ukraine.
5: Well, over the last two years, the destruction that they've done in two years, nobody's ever seen anything like it. And even now you have a president going to Ukraine and you have people in Ohio that are in desperate need of help. And I was very proud to say that I announced I was going to Ohio. You know, FEMA said
1: we're not going to give them anything. The Biden administration. How about some truckloads of water? How about just truckloads of water? Even the idiot uh, governor of Ohio who looks like Rick Moranis in Ghostbusters and uh, has about the same intelligence level said, go home and drink the bottled water. Well a lot of people in uh, in East Palestine can't afford bottled water. And they also think that drinking a uh, $2 bottle of water when your toilet tank fills with drinkable water is kind of stupid, although I wouldn't trust East Palestine water right now.
5: said we're not going to give them anything. And then I announced I'm going. Please sit down. Yeah, go ahead. Sit. We'll be here for a while. What do we have to do? What do we have to do? <laughs> but they weren't going to get anything from FEMA. They weren't going to get anything from anybody. And then I announced I'm going. And FEMA said, oh, we'll give you
1: whatever you want. Everybody's throwing it at them now.
5: And you know what? I'm
1: happy. FEMA said, we'd love to come to East Palestine, Illinois. I'm, I'm sorry. What is? Where is it? Oh, yeah, the Ohio or something.
5: Be about that. That's good. We're going to go on Wednesday. <laughs> but as soon as we announced we were going, the money started rolling in.
1: Yeah. It's but gonna... it's not supposed to be that way, is it? No, it's not because, you know, our tax money goes to Washington, D.C., so it can be distributed to us and to protect our sovereignty, which they're not doing on our southern border. And in response to, to uh, national crises and and even FEMA, the federal emergency management agency. Uh, said that, oh yeah, well, ours, our stuff is for hurricanes and stuff, but not for chemical spills. Here's uh, the Secretary of Transportation, who uh, apparently is transphobic because he knows nothing about transportation and isn't doing anything about the transportation system in America. Uh, Pete Buttigieg on Good Morning America.
5: The is coming under some fire for its response. The mayor of East Palestine has said it took nearly two weeks for the White House to contact him. There were shouts of, where's Pete Buttigieg?
1: at a town hall meeting last week. Uh, What's your response to that when- The mayor hadn't even been uh, called by the Biden administration in two weeks. Are you gonna go to East Palestine? Well, I am
4: planning to go and- uh, You know,
1: at this point, really, honestly, how about just uh, stroke a check and uh, S-T-F-U.
4: Our folks were on the ground from the first hours. I do want to stress that the NTSB needs to be able to do its work. In I meant
1: S-T-H-U. Shut the hell up.
4: Dependently. But when I go, the focus is going to be on action. Look, I was mayor of my hometown. When he
1: goes, the focus will be on action. We don't have a timeline for it, but when I do go, There'll be action.
4: For eight years, we dealt with a lot of disasters, natural and human. And one of the things I noticed very... Hold, hold on. What did he say about for eight years? Hold on one second. Dependently. But when I go, the focus is going to be on action. Yeah. Look, I was mayor of my hometown for eight years. We dealt with a lot of disasters, natural and human.
1: Yeah, there was a big pothole on Walnut Street, and uh, he was right on top of that.
4: And one of the things I noticed very quickly is that there's two kinds of people who show up when you have that kind of disaster experience. People who are there because they have a specific job to do and are there to get something done. And people who are there to look good and have their picture taken.
1: He seriously thought that his experience as the mayor of South Bend, Indiana was uh, equatable to a mushroom cloud of toxic chemicals that have killed Birds and fish and animals in a town in Ohio. Okay, you keep telling yourself that.
4: When I go, it will be about action on rail safety, like the actions that we are calling on Congress to help us with. They we'll were- make
1: sure that the uh, cleanup crews have some uh, people of color in them, because, you know, that's the most important thing.
4: We're calling on industry to take, and that we are undertaking ourselves as a department to help make sure that these kinds of things don't happen. in the You know,
1: I, uh, there used to be a time when uh, you embarrass yourself in a very profound fashion and you had a thing called shame and you would, uh, I don't know, uh, not go on camera and uh, act like nothing happened. Uh, that has gone the uh, wayside. Uh, this, 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 this fool, who is the transportation secretary, because he checked a couple boxes and had a failed presidential campaign, uh it has no experience in transportation and literally has seen uh the supply chain crisis continue has uh, literally for the first time in our history since 911 all air traffic one morning stopped and Pete Buttigieg said it was a computer uh programmer who installed a program wrong or you know whatever uh, and then, and then this and the, and the rail crisis. And by the way, in the last couple of weeks, four trains have gone off the track. Do they want their money back? Uh, and he goes on national television and acts like, oh yeah, we, we are in control of everything. Yeah. Not, uh, not good. Some more audio from, uh, from, uh, Donald Trump and why he's going to be the nominee and why Nikki Haley won't be. That's coming up. Also, Frank, you hold on. You'll be the first caller. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Donald Trump
0: says he's the funniest man on TV. Just wait till he hears him on the radio. It's The
5: Rob Carson Show.
1: So Joe Biden was in uh, Poland and uh, said that when he was growing up in uh, BFE, wherever he says he's from now, it's either Scranton or Delaware or whatever. Anyway, he says that he lived in a neighborhood that was largely Polish and Italian, and so he wished as a kid that he could have put S-K-I at the end of his name or an O. Uh, It could have been Bidinsky. I suggested that he go by President Butinsky. But uh, anyway, it makes me kind of wonder that if Joe Biden went to East Palestine, because he likes to say that he's, uh, you know, experienced the same experiences that people do in different places. He went to a truck factory, said he drove a truck. He went to a I think we're in a Filipino neighborhood. He said he was Filipino. I, you know, just all sorts of stuff. So I suggest if he goes to East Palestine, he should say, hey, when I was growing up, I was poisoned by a catastrophic failure of uh, a railroad company and the EPA and the Transportation Department. I don't think that's going to happen, though. I, I have a funny feeling he's going to skip that one. Let's go to uh, Frank in Dundalk, Maryland. Hello there, Frank. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey,
0: Rob, always a pleasure, bud. That yeah, man. man is such a liar. My God, he was top of his class. He was a valedictorian. <laughs> he was—he uh, got three scholarships and blah, blah, blah. My God. Anyway, um, you know, Rob, I was thinking this trip to um, uh, Ukraine, yeah. Ukraine and the White House saying how it's so brave of him because no troops are on the ground in a war area. Well, Rob... It seems to me back when he was <laughs> quote-unquote campaigning and sat in his basement for six months, eight months, uh, and uh, he just somehow knew he was going to win. How'd that yeah. happen? Yeah,
3: Again, that's kind
1: of weird. That's,
0: that's not rhetorical. I want a friggin' answer, man, from yeah, somebody. I know, bro. Well,
3: and uh, the other one is
0: he's in Ukraine with no troops on the ground. How does yeah. he know? How does he just know that nothing's going to happen? He's not that brave.
1: He's a coward. Well, in, line, the, believe, even the dollars. CNN, listen, listen, this is all theater. You could tell yesterday they put air raid sirens when Joe Biden entered yeah. the, because they yeah. wanted to make it sound like he was even braver than he is. Yeah. Now, you heard yeah. CNN. CNN immediately yeah. said, oh, we've never heard air raid si- sirens in Kiev. But they yeah. did it for freaking Joe Biden to make it sound yeah. like yeah. he's more brave than he really is. Horse crap. Don't you get tired of this nonsense, Frank? Oh,
0: absolutely. And they won't say anything about it on network work news. That is infuriating. That is so and and why can't why can't we do something legally to these these networks? There's got to be some clauses and some contracts somewhere or some laws somewhere that they can't do this. Aside, they just can't lie nah. to American people like this.
1: Well, you know, listen. Uh, uh, we need to hold them accountable. We need to expose them. Uh, they've been able to get away with these narratives forever because literally, they've they've uh, called uh, conservative speech disinformation. And and by the way, there's this uh, GDI, uh, global disinformation index that was created. And at uh, least Stefanic, freshman uh, congresswoman from New York has defunded the federal government from that. That's a First step. As far as uh, CBS, ABC, NBC claiming to be journalists and and uh, doing anything about them lying, there's nothing we can do. That's part of free speech. You can lie, Frank. That's we just disgusting. need to expose them. You know for what they got. But it is kind of funny that here's CNN, CNN gushing uh, over uh, Joe Biden. Um, as our resident historian here, place this in the context here, here, in the pantheon of presidential visits to war zones. Presidents have visited Iraq and Afghanistan in recent years. Yeah, so the, in the but li, here is the here is the CNN reporter. Yesterday, they've never played air raid sirens in Kiev before until Joe Biden walked out in the courthouse square.
2: Um, I've been here for the past five days. I have not heard any explosions. I have not heard any air sirens until about half an hour ago, right when uh, President Biden was in the center of Kiev.
1: Yeah, because they are uh, presumably going to sure. get him in the running for a Nobel Peace Prize or, or something. Oh my and they God, want. that's
2: like Obama
0: getting it.
1: <laughs> well, you know, why not?
0: He should have got one. Trump should have got two. Well, thank you very much
1: for the Abraham Accords, for uh, uh, recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, Absolutely. among other things.
0: It's the Middle East thing. He, did, he got them states together after Obama and Biden said it was impossible.
3: Well,
1: you know, but th- that's the thing. And uh, would it be any more ridiculous to give uh, Joe Biden a peace prize for a war than it was giving Barack Obama a peace prize after being in office for six weeks? You know, you see what I'm getting at here? They're bringing countries together.
0: How in the heck did he exactly do that?
1: Yeah, he, he didn't. that. He brought a lot of his cronies together. Listen, Frank, we're going to win, bro. It, it's going to happen. It's going to take a while. And, and you know what? This is why I'm here. It's to point out the absurdity of all of this nonsense. And it's to show everybody uh, how much we've been lied to and what to, what to look out for. We're going to win. Truth will win. Good will win. I know it. Let's take a break and come back. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: Like the show? You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free.
1: It's
5: our America. We built it. Courage. Freedom. Millions go to Newsmax when they need to know. Start today on the free Newsmax app. Newsmax is real news for real people.